Thank you all for being here today. <clears throat> uh, we are going to start again with our questions. So I'm going to have you turn to a neighbor here. And I want you to answer with one another. Would you rather receive an email, a text, or a tweet from God, and why? And your follow-up question for the morning is, where do you experience God? Thank you all for gathering here for worship. Let's pray. O Holy One, source of all life and ground of all love, we thank you for your love that never lets us go. Thank you for the privilege of gathering in this space with these, your people, our neighbors, to worship you. We do not come merely to open the doors of this chapel, but we come that our hearts might be open to you and to one another. As we worship today, help us to respond to the call of love, to love you, our neighbors, and ourselves. May we be transformed from individuals to members of your one body. Guide us each as individuals and as a community of faith to follow the path of love. Amen. Please be seated. I want you to watch a video today. And the video is called I can't remember the first name, but something or wrestle. Is it like reduce or wrestle? Something like that. And it, it's provocative. It makes us think about how we read sacred texts and these stories written in the Old and the New Testament. Last week, we looked at one particular story, heard about Noah, and today there's another story about Jacob wrestling. And I think a very good point is made about these stories, so I invite you to watch this video. And here's the story from Genesis chapter 32. That night Jacob got up and took his two wives, his two female servants, and his 11 sons, and crossed the ford of Jabbok. And after he sent them across the stream, he sent over all his possessions. So Jacob was left alone. And a man wrestled with him until daybreak. When the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip so that his hip was wrenched, and he wrestled with the man. Then the man said to me, let me go, for it is daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. The man asked him, what is your name? Jacob. He answered, and the man said, your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled with God and with humans and have overcome. Jacob said, please tell me your name. But he replied, why do you ask my name? Then he blessed him there. So Jacob called the place Penel, saying, it is because I saw God face to face, and yet my life was spared. Grace and peace to you from God and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. This is a curious story, isn't it? The man Jacob wrestling with a nocturnal visitor 
only to end with his hip out of joint and a blessing to beat the band. As a young girl attending Sunday school at my neighborhood church, I remember listening to this story. I mean, who would ever wrestle with somebody through the night when the only source of illumination is those shining stars in a sapphire sky? And why was this story in my little white leatherette-covered King James Version of the Bible anyway? I mean, my mom, if we ever started to wrestle and fight as children, we were sent into our rooms with no supper. So, and I remember that time when I really got in trouble. Um, my older sister, Kathy, decided that I'd spent too much time talking on the phone, and I was ignoring my mother's please, Melissa, please get off the phone. So Kathy grabbed me by my pockets of my Levi's jeans, my phone still attached to my ear, and she literally hurled me down the hallway. We got in trouble for that one, big time. So Jacob, wrestling and struggling with a nighttime visitor, this is a curious story indeed. Now you may remember the stories in the Old Testament of Jacob in relationship to his older brother Esau. Jacob was the younger of the two siblings, and through deception and deceit, he stole something that did not belong to him. He stole the birthright that should go to the oldest son. How many of you are the oldest in your families? Raise your hand. How would you like it if your young, punky sibling took your inheritance? I'm the bottom child, so it sounds good to me. No, I'm kidding. But we meet Jacob in this story, recorded in Genesis chapter 32, years after he tricked his brother and lied to his father and ran away like a coward because somebody was after, to, after him to kill him, namely his big brother. We meet him waiting on the banks of a river that empties into the River Jordan. He's been journeying with his rather large family from the town of Haran, a journey of many, many miles. And his family is his two wives, his two female servants, 11 boisterous kids, and a lot of livestock, camels, oxen, goats, sheep, and the like. And they're all traveling because now at the end of his life, as he's gotten a little bit older, he wants to go home. He wants to go back to his ancestral home, but in order to get there, in order to go home, he has to deal with his past. He has to deal with his brother Esau. He has to deal with this one who wanted him dead. Now Jacob is clever, I'll give you that. So he sends his servants to go to Esau with the bribe and a message. The servants say, Jacob wants to come home, and he's, he's very wealthy, has lots of property, so he wants to have favor in your sight. And the servants, they returned to Jacob, said, well, we talked to Esau, and he's coming out to meet you, and he's bringing with him 400 guys. Now, in a move reminiscent of Game of Thrones, Jacob divides up his property and says, well, okay, we'll send it out in three batches and kind of uh, let uh, Jake, uh, Esau see the bribe in, in the flesh. 
And so he divides up 200 female goats, 20 male goats, 200 ewes, 20 rams, 40 cows, 10 bulls, 20 female donkeys, 10 male donkeys, with a hope and a prayer, with a hope and a prayer that if Esau sees all this stuff, he'll take his brother back. And then, more Game of Thrones, he divides up his family. Some wives go here, some wives go there, in the hope that if Esau kills one group, he'll have a part of the family left over. And then here's where we come into the story today from Genesis. We meet Jacob all by himself at the banks of the river. Now, doesn't that seem sound strange? I mean, even on the Game of Thrones, the leader of the clan would stay with his people. And out of the darkness, a stranger comes to him and hurls himself at him, and they fall to the ground wrestling all through the night, supposedly silently. Now, whoever this man is, he realizes that Jacob is a good fighter. He knows his moves. And so he resorts to what surely must be seen as a low-down, dirty trick. He rips him at the ankle, somehow severing that ball from the socket, and pulls it out of joint. But this does not deter Jacob. He keeps on wrestling. And so the man tries another tactic. Let me go for the day is breaking. I don't know. Is it because I'm female? But that response doesn't make any sense to me. But then Jacob says, no, I will not let you go. Not unless you bless me. Now Jacob may be limping and in pain, but he finally figures out that he can't receive the blessing by force or deception. He can only receive it as a gift. He can only receive it as a gift. And so this man does bless him. He says, I will bless you. And what is your name, Jacob? I'm changing it. Your name is now Israel because that means you have struggled or wrestled with God. And then the morning does break. And in the morning light, Jacob looks off into the, into the horizon, and who does he see? Here comes big brother Esau, and with him, those 400 men. So, he may be limping, but he figures out he's got to run out to meet him, but he starts to bow down. Seven times, Jacob bows to his brother. But the real blessing comes to Jacob, not from the guy in the night, but the blessing comes from his brother Esau. Esau starts to run. Closer and closer he comes. And when he sees his younger brother on the ground, he grabs him with the wide embrace of a hug and he falls on his neck and he can barely contain the tears in his eyes. Esau will accept no gifts from his brother. Esau will not take one donkey, one goat, one sheep, one camel. He doesn't need those things. He has his brother back. He has enough. And this move is very un-Game of Thrones-like. For the gift of Esau's embrace, his welcome of his estranged sibling, are signs of reconciliation, are signs of healing. And Jacob, he's a changed man. He says, truly, to see your face, Esau, to see your face is to see the very face of God, since you have received me with such favor. 
What a blessing. What a blessing to see the face of God in your big brother. Jacob sees the face of God in the last place he would expect to find God. In the abundance and grace of his brother. Okay, so that video invites us to wrestle with scripture as opposed to saying, what does this mean? Now, as a Lutheran pastor, I, I like the what does this mean question, but I think he's got a good point that maybe we take these old, old stories and we say, what could it mean, right? And we put different meanings up against each other and we think, what is this word saying to me today? And so I want to offer you a couple things that you may want to talk about around a kitchen table or in your workspace or at the water cooler, wherever that is on our campus. I know where it is, it's Starbucks. But one area may be that we could talk together about how God uses ordinary people, rascals even, Jacob, conniving, Esau, his big brother, you and me. God uses ordinary, regular people to do God's work in the world. We could think about our own lives, rascalian as they are, and how we live lives of meaning and purpose. We could think about what we're going to do today and what God cares about in terms of what we're doing today and how we could carry on God's work in the world. Another area that may be fruitful for our thinking and deliberation is the notion of wrestling in the night. Some of you wake up in the middle of the night. I do. Sometimes I wonder if the things that I am fussing about at 2.17 in the morning are really the stirrings of God and God wrestling with me. Oftentimes I think, well, they're going to tell me something that I'm stressing about. But could we think differently about that? Could we say, where is God within this wrestling? Is this something that I should focus on in a new way to resolve the issue? Or is it telling me that this is an area that needs attention in my life that I've been avoiding? Or is it telling me, Melissa, loosen your grip on this one and get over it? I think it is telling us that God is present there in our stirring, in our wrestling during the day and even in the middle of the night. And finally, one more area, and this is the area that I'm thinking about this week as I wrestle with this text, is it occurs to me that Jacob's sight is so transformed because of his brother, and he sees the face of God in this man who he feared. To receive a word of welcome when bitterness and anger is well-deserved is amazing. To receive a word of welcome and forgiveness when punishment has been earned is rather profound. To see God in a very unexpected place in the face of a person you have harmed, well, that is a grace-filled experience indeed. So maybe I need to spend some time thinking about my own life. Who have I harmed and that person has been merciful to me? Or where have I harmed someone else and could I act mercifully 
and receive them with God's grace. So that's my prayer for all of us today, that we'll think about the wisdom of Esau and perhaps the wisdom of Jacob too. The wise path of reaching towards reconciliation and healing wherever those wrestling stirrings are working in our own lives. And I pray that we will do likewise and reach towards reconciliation and healing and so see the face of God shining like stars in a sapphire sky, to see the face of God shining in the face of our beloved neighbors. Amen. Receive the blessing. Go forth, following as the Holy Spirit leads you, moving in love and compassion, pursuing justice and mercy, seeing the face of God hidden in your neighbor, and trusting in the God of peace. For the source of all life and love is as close as your very breath. Breathe deeply. Amen.